afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today. We've got a wonderful, wonderful show with a great in-studio guest for you today. Really looking forward to our interview today. But first, of course, we have our quotes of the day. But actually, even before we get to the quotes of the day, I just want to remind everybody tuning in on the Facebook live stream or on talkradio.nyc that you can see me, your conscious consultant, speaking this weekend, Sunday, April 22nd at the Awaken Fair in Tarrytown. And you can find out all about that at awakenfair.com. Please check it out. It's a wonderful, wonderful show. It's been going on for a number of years now. Um, they do it uh, twice a year, once in Tarrytown, once in Manhattan. Um, but it's a, it's a wonderful show. So uh, I will be speaking there with my dear friend, Lydia Belton. Uh, you also know her as Dr. Tranquility, talking about you know, how to use podcasting to build your brand and your business and, and you know, how to get the uh, PR to help you build all that. So a great, great show. Let me stop the buzzing on my phone. Um, so let's get started with our quotes of the day. First from the universe. Let's see what the universe has in store for us today. Nice job helping rise the sun this morning. The colors over Fiji were especially impressive. The warming of the Adriatic was right on time. A few Egyptians up early enough even wondered if Ra wasn't back at the helm. The hungry child in Mongolia said to say hi. The sad monk in Tibet, thanks for the laugh. The realtor in Minnesota asked, are you sure about the farmer's market? The dancer in Rome, don't tell a soul. And the sage in Djibouti, you have exactly what it takes to live each day in my authentic nature. Tell me, any correct recollection of all your otherworldly toings and froings yet? Or are we still pretending you're just mortal? Ah, if you only knew the universe. <laughs> our, our encouraging quote from Mike Dooley in the universe trying to remind us that we're actually much, much more than we realize. And that, you know, while to our senses, we seem to be this mere mortal body um, living here on this planet, walking the earth, that our spirits actually are much greater and we soar much higher. So yes, keep in mind that there are miracles happening around the world and we are the cause of all of it. All right, let's see what Abraham has in store for us today. Take the time to line up the energy first, and action becomes inconsequential. If you don't take the time to line up the energy, if you don't find the feeling place of what you're looking for, not enough action in the world will make any difference. Abraham. Now, this is a really, really important quote. And, and this is one that uh, I've had others kind of similar uh, from Abraham uh, about this on, on the show before. And I really want people to get it. And that is that a lot of what Abraham's teachings are about, it's about lining up, quote unquote, our vibration. And if that's too woo-woo for you, your energy, your mental focus, your clarity. When we line up what it is that 
we're looking to bring into our lives, what it is that we're trying to create. When we take the time to sit and really contemplate and put ourselves into that moment where we have what it is we're desiring, when we're in the middle of this amazing stuff happening and we feel it viscerally in our bodies and we feel the joy of of what it's going to feel like to be in the middle of it, that when we bother to take a moment to actually do that first, then the action we take will just naturally flow in the right direction. So much more so than if we're acting, acting, doing, 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 and we haven't taken the time to sit down and really meditate and really put ourselves into the energy of that. You want an amazing relationship with a significant other? What does that feel like? What does that look like? What are you wearing? What do you, where do you go? What, what do you do on a day like today? Picture it. Feel it in your body. You know, add all the juicy bits to the visualization so that you really get it. And then what will happen is your energy will naturally attract that other person. You want to be a millionaire? Great. Do you know what a millionaire does every day? Do you know what it feels like to be a millionaire? When you look in your bank account, how do you feel? You know, when you go out to breakfast, what do you order? Right? Line up your energy with all those things. And, and in some ways, Abraham says, you know what? Just doing that act that allows ourselves to feel so good, because why do we want any of these things is basically just because it makes us feel good. So if we just go through the motions and go through the acts of feeling good, of lining up as if we already have it, that it's almost inconsequential whether we ever get it or not. Those things are merely excuses to help us to raise our energy and to feel great in our bodies and in our lives. So... One of the the really important parts is if you keep taking action, keep taking action, keep taking action, but you don't take a moment ahead of time to really line up your energy before you take the action, you're going to be meeting so much resistance and, and, and so much that's pulling you back. You're going to feel like, why am I taking all this action and nothing seems to be working? But if you line up your energy first, if you embody the energy of what it is you're trying to create first, then when you take the action, oh. It's going to flow so easy. It's much less effort. It's much more joyful. And things will happen much more fluidly. So two amazing quotes, again, from the universe and from Abraham. I hope you enjoy them. We'll have, of course, our two more quotes next week. And again, I think actually uh, pretty apropos for our guests today. And it is my pleasure now to welcome uh, to the show um, author and internationally known speaker, Charlie Harari. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you, Charlie? Charlie is an author and a speaker sought out for his lectures, seminars, and keynote addresses on business intelligence, performance management, and personal empowerment. He's the senior director of capital markets at XRX Realty, a multi-billion dollar real estate company based in New York City. So you see, this guy's no slouch, okay? 
He hosts his own weekly radio show on NSN Radio Network, and he has his Unlocking Greatness podcast. Uh, Charlie is also an adjunct clinical professor of management and entrepreneurship at the Sims School of Business at Yeshiva University. He received his JD from Columbia Law School, where he was awarded the James Kent Scholar and Harlan Fisk Stone Scholar. Wow. See, this guy's smart. Um, and he likes to say you have all the resources you need to succeed. He is the author of Unlocking Greatness, the unexpected journey from the life you have to the life you want. He believes that everything you need in order to achieve your dreams is already inside you. The key to realizing your full potential starts by tapping into the astonishing ability of your brain by understanding its neuroplasticity. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Charlie. Thank you so much. What an honor to be here. Appreciate oh, it's it. a pleasure to have you. Um, so I always like to start off to, to give my audience a little bit of background. Um, what is this your first book? Yes. It is your first yeah. book. Yeah. So what kind of like triggered you to say, like, ooh, I think I want to write a book? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. I mean, I this is a, a decade in the making for me. Ah. I started my life as an attorney here down down in New York, and right. I remember one night, and and I was married, I had had a young child, and it was just a lot, you know, everything just totally coming at you at once, and I was struggling a little bit trying to fit it all together. And one night, I got advice from someone that really changed my life. The person I asked for life advice, he said, "Charlie, a lot of people work in their lives." And not a lot of people work like on, on their, their lives. lives. Yeah. Do both. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what does that even mean? <laughs> and that was it. That was all I got. You know? <laughs> there was okay. no commentary. It was right. like, good luck. good luck. So I was like, okay. So it really started me down a path of trying to find wisdom in every way that I can find it. And then trying to put it together in some narrative that I could mm -hmm. use in my life. And you do that for a few years and you, you, know, you share an idea with somebody, end up speaking at this lecture, and then ultimately end up teaching at a business school and... What happened was over time, people started coming and asking again and again. And I said, you know what? I keep on repeating the same stuff. So how about this? Read these first few lines. I'm like, you know what? I should read more. And then I started writing more and more. I'm thinking, you know, you know what? At some point, why not just put it into a book? book. Oh, and then I you see. do even more research and find out a little more. You fill in the lines a little bit. And, and that's how the book became. Cool. Cool. Um, so I'm curious, what were like some of those questions that you kept hearing over and over again that you had to keep repeating that same answer to people about? You know, a lot of it comes down to the first question of the book, which is this perpetual lack of satisfaction that people have. Mm. This is like what's I think plaguing our generation in many ways. Yeah. We live in a time where, I mean, there is challenge in the world, but we live in a time where, for the most part, war, poverty, all the things that really defined previous generations and had them focused mm -hmm. on survival is sort of, in many ways, much more limited now. Yeah. And people look around going, wait a second. I get everything I want. I have I have enough money to live. I've got the whole world on my palm. I got entertainment. I why am I not like jumping for joy? Like what's yeah, wrong with me? Yeah, yeah. Why am I perpetually unsatisfied? Right. That question is, in my opinion, the most pervasive question that people have. Yeah. And it's what really got me down this path to try to figure it out. Wow. That, that's so beautiful. And it so reminds me of, uh, of the story. And I've told it once or twice before on the show um, uh, of this uh, meeting I went to once. It was a, a, 
Sixth Sense uh, meeting. It was um, in the vein of Sonia Choquette, for those who know her. And this woman had just come back from India, and she had stayed in an ashram for a few weeks. And then, like, her last weekend, uh, she was in, I forget if it was Bombay or Delhi, at, at, like, you know, some fancy hotel for just the weekend before coming back. And she goes out on the veranda, and she looks down, and she sees you know, a slum, basically. Because in India, it's like the slums are right up against, you know, these five-star resorts. And she looks around and she sees, you know, this poverty, kids playing in the dirt and stuff. She's like, oh, I wish there was so much more I could do for them if I had more money, if I could do. And then she, like, stopped. And then she looked and really, really looked at the scene. And she said what she saw was a grandmother and a grandfather holding each other. You know, kids playing in the dirt, but they were laughing and they were happy. And a mother, you know, uh, carrying her baby while washing her clothes, singing. And she noticed there was so much joy from these people. And she thought to herself, shame on me for thinking that, you know, I I need to come here to fix these things, to fix these people. Look at this happiness. They have the happiness that most people back in the United States would kill for, that we have all this stuff and we don't have the happiness. Yeah. And so it's really not the things that make us happy, is it? Oh, absolutely. In fact, as you go through getting more stuff, you have a harder chance of being happy. Yeah. We, we bought into this world of consumption leads to happiness. Right. And it starts when we're young, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When it's you're pervasive. little, go do this, go do that, sit in this classroom, get this grade. We just we fought, we find ourselves in little societies and people tell us, do these things. Yeah. And then when we do them, we wake up one morning and go, wait, I got all this stuff now. I've checked every box you've told me to. Right. Why am I not happy for it? And the answer is because it's, we're not going in the right direction. Right, right, exactly. So just a quick uh, shout out to uh, some of my viewers on the Facebook live stream. Jonathan, Chuck. Ooh, I can't see the others. Okay. Um, but anyway, we're going to take a quick book. Ooh, Lucinda, thank you. Um, we're going to take a quick break. If you guys are enjoying this so far, we're just getting started. Please share the video um, and tell your friends all about it. And when we come back, we'll to find out a little bit more about Charlie, and we're going to get into the book. So please stay with us. You're listening to The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, The Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday, 9 to 10 Eastern Time, and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. do you want to connect with? Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow Me Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're We're your digital connectors. connectors. Woo woo! (laughs) (laughs) Talking Alternative Radio. 24 hours a day. 
And welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I see lots more people on the Facebook live stream. Sorry, I, I, it's, my phone isn't showing me all your names, but thank you all for tuning in. Really appreciate you. Hope you're going to enjoy the show. Remember, type in your questions if you have any in the comments field of the Facebook live video, and uh, I'll ask Charlie, or, or I'll answer it, or who knows? Chaos pandemonium will ensue. Um, Okay, so, so, so people started asking you these questions, like, why aren't I happy? Why do I feel unfulfilled? You know, why do I have all these things, yet still my, my heart aches? Um, the, the, the journey of, of actually writing the book, like, once you finally started to sit down and say, okay, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to start putting this stuff down so I don't have to keep repeating myself all the time, I can just hand them a book. What was the hardest part about just getting started? The hardest part about getting started, and, and in many cases, the questions that came to me, you, the questions you mentioned are sophisticated. They weren't even that sophisticated. Uh, the question that came to me was like, how do I make more money? Right? How, uh, how do I have a better marriage? Okay. Like, how do I just get further down the race of which I was put in? Right. And I kept on trying to get to them like, no, 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 no you're asking the wrong question. question like, right. it's not the race, right? You're missing. Right. The more you try to get your spouse to do what you want to do, you're just going down the wrong road in marriage. Right. And what I found myself is... No one was buying it because nobody saw the picture. Everyone was stuck in the details. Everyone was like waiting for me to get through like the deep stuff so that I can give them like the two second answer to help uh, them like, you they know. They want the sound bite. And they want, you know, just so they can get to the corner office or get the wife or get the kid, whatever the thing yeah. I want. And whether it's even bigger or smaller, we're all in pursuit of what we want. Right. And it, it wasn't until I was able to present to them the larger picture that they realized, hey, wait mm. a second, maybe what's what I'm really getting at is something deeper. And what I found when I started writing the book, and this is a great advice for anyone writing anything, mm -hmm. is that whenever you sit down to do anything in life, you automatically are critical of what you're about to do. I am yeah, not enough is part yeah. of our lives, right? Yeah. Brene yeah. Brown speaks about it. This is what it means to be right. a human being. If you think that you're enough, from a place, if you will, of I got this, we got problems, right? <laughs> it's healthy for people to have a little bit of self-doubt yeah. because it's in that self-doubt that they can start try to find deeper parts of themselves. But what's really important for me was that at first, I couldn't allow that self-doubt to creep in. I had to just do everything that I could. I had to put it all down. Uh, I had to throw the clay out on the table for me right. to then say, okay, should I carve this? Should I say this? Do I have to go deeper here? Yeah. And so at first it was the narrative. And what I tried to do in this book in particular is to really bring three different disciplines in. Okay. I tried to go down to the brain science uh -huh. and really delve down to like a research brain and try to go into the spirituality of it the way mm -hmm. I saw it. Mm -hmm. And then I tried to get to like the practical use. Because mm -hmm. lots of times, when, at least when I was doing the research, I got one of them and I was always sort of struggling, but you have to sort of create a narrative to connect the three. Right. right and that right. was really what I struggled the most in. I see. I see. And, and so, you, and you actually did do a, a ton of research in writing this book, didn't you? I, I mean, it, 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 you talk about a lot of different things uh, across uh, many different ideas and you have a tendency to also uh, like really illustrate it. Um, what did you learn um, that surprised you in doing all that research? Was there anything that kind of came across that when you saw it, you was like, oh my God, really? Oh, I got to tell people about that. Mostly it was, it was really two things that really shocked me. One was the level of power our brains have, mm. right? Most of us walk around and they think when in between their ears is a beat up used car. <laughs> that if I didn't get an A in like eighth grade, right. means I'm dumb. Right. What we have inside every one of us is a, F-16, 
and nobody mm-hmm. knows it. Mm-hmm. And it's the biggest, I find, it's, it's the saddest thing that we have today. Mm-hmm. The brain is so much more powerful than anyone knows, unless right. you're in neuroscience and you're studying it 24-7. Right. Right. And when I started to delve into it, I'm like, holy cow, it can regenerate itself. Yeah. Your thoughts yeah. create your structure. You can change, your focus can change how you feel. Like so much right. of our brain is in our control that if people would really, really get it, yeah. They would wake up in the morning and go, I'm just so pumped to yeah. use this thing. Like, <laughs> holy cow, I get to use it for another yeah. day? Like, oh, this is wow. the best day of my life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and even like the study of epigenetics. I don't remember if you touched upon it or not. But, you know, that actually our energy and our focus and our experiences can actually determine the expression of our genes and, and what's going to come out afterwards. I mean, that, it, it's literally we can reprogram ourselves. It is not hardwired in right absolutely you can reprogram yourself if you can focus on things if you can understand neuroplasticity which we go through in the book if you can fully understand how your brain works you can reprogram your life it may take time right but it's fine it's it's time worth spent right right so let's get into neuroplasticity a little bit so i i've heard about it you know for years and years and and i think most people maybe have a general understanding but don't really understand it that much it's like if one part of your brain gets damaged whatever functioning that part was doing actually other parts of the brain will pick it up and start to do those things. But what are the implications of that? So the, the concept of neuroplasticity is what changes your brain. Your brain is built on basically billions of interconnected neurons. So, for example, when I was a little – the reason why I can look at this and say cup is not because I was born a genius in English, right? <laughs> it's because when I was very little, my mom looked at me and said, Charlie, cup. cup. And in my brain, this picture and this made-up word – fired and there was a thin neurological connection that connected the two. Right. And I, heard, I lived in America, so I heard this a million more times. Right. So in my head, if you'd almost, if you can't, but if you'd almost look in my head, you would see a connection between the word and the object. You wake me up in the middle of the night and put this out in front of me, I'm not buying a vowel. I'm not Googling it. Right, I know it's right, a cup. Right. Every time you have a thought, the thoughts create thin neurological connections. Have it again and again and again, mm-hmm. and it gets stronger. <laughs> Which means your thoughts are what shape your brain. Mm-hmm. When your thoughts are again are reinforced, it becomes part of your brain structure. Right. So the reason why people are walking around with their habits and insecurities and their thoughts is mostly because they were put in a world and something happened around them and they made connections. Right. Right. But that means that if you realize that, you can create new connections. You can have new thoughts. Right. You can focus on new things and then over time that literally becomes your brain. So if somebody wants to be more positive, let's say, right? right. And they grew up in an environment where everyone's negative and everything, mm-hmm. and they can't break out of that. Mm-hmm. Once they understand that all that negativity is not them, right. it's just brain structure. Right. right. If they would change their thoughts and they would focus on, like I tell people all the time, you want to be positive? Fake it till you make it. Give me 30 <laughs> minutes a day of total positivity. Right, Don't try to change right, your life. Right. If for 30 minutes a day you're like totally positive, what will happen is your brain will create new connections. And over the course of a period of time, it'll feel more natural to be positive. Right. You can learn new skills. You right. can learn new languages. It'll become a habit. It'll become a habit. And your brain structure, your brain will literally regenerate itself. Yeah. And that Amazing. concept means that whatever's in front of you doesn't have to be dictated by what was behind you. 
Exactly. Exactly. And that's our a past total does danger. not equal our future, does it? Exactly. Right. And and the interesting thing is, is you can do this at any stage of your life. It doesn't matter whether you're 18 or 80, you can still um, change and reshape those neurological connections. Right. And a lot of it has to do with also the meaning that we place on things. You know, this happened when I was five years old, therefore mommy doesn't love me, therefore I'm not a good human being. You know, we carry that with us throughout our whole life until we recognize it and see it. And then when we shift and change that meaning in that story, we can change everything around that, can't exactly. we? Exactly. Absolutely. And in fact, what people don't realize is that, let's take the example of the five-year-old, right? The five-year-old mm-hmm. comes home, let's say, with a test. And mommy says, what? Where are the rest of my points? This isn't a grade. Your sister is so much smarter than you, right? right? So now you say, mommy thinks I'm dumb. Okay, you go through your life. What people don't realize is that it's not the five year old moment that's really hurting you. It's that every time you rethink of that story, Mm. the connections get stronger. So you're actually at 20, at 18, at 30, at 40, you're actually reinforcing the story again and again and again. Once you realize, wait a second, first of all, mommy didn't mean I was done. And second of all. My brain is constantly regenerating itself. Right. You stop and go, I got to create, I'm not fighting my five-year-old self. Right. I'm just creating new neuroplasticity. Right. And when you redo that and rethink this way, even if you right. fake it, right. that's one of the greatest, mis- there's so many misconceptions that we have today. One right. yes, is that when you're, when you're a kid, you can learn. You know, like when you're a kid, somehow, yeah, somehow. Learning like, a language is easy. Easy, right? Somehow, like, you know, after 18, you can't learn anything, right? right. You got to get out of the world <laughs> and then you're dumb, right? Then like, whatever you have, you have. Sorry, had you yeah. majored in it when you were like a kid, you can, right. That's all made up nonsense, right. right? Like, yes, when you're younger, it's easier because you don't have other things to do, right. but your brain doesn't stop working when you're 18. Right, exactly. The, the the idea that you can constantly change what you think. And the second thing that I think is another thing that people mistake is that if it doesn't feel authentic, it's not me. Not true, mm. right? Okay. Everything that you're changing is going to feel inauthentic. Authentic at first. At of first. Course, because you haven't, you're not used to it. It's a new habit. Exactly. And so what people get stuck on is they say, okay, I'm a positive person. They start being positive and then they feel negative. They go, I'm not really positive because it's not me. me yeah. And what they don't realize is that they are a spirit, an intangibleness right. Right. that's not their brain. Right. You see, right. you tell somebody that you're not your abs, they get it. That's right. why they go to the gym. <laughs> you tell someone you're not your brain and they go, what do you mean? mean yeah. That's the difference. Right, because there's so much of an identification of this is me, this is who I am, but people don't realize that we're much more fluid than we give ourselves credit for. Exactly. Wonderful. Okay, it's time for us to take our next break. Um, when we come back, let's, let's get into sort of some practical stuff of like, okay, so how do we apply this knowledge? Now that we know this, how do we take it and uh, like, you know, working at the realty company or as a lawyer, you know, how does that change your life? Life. Absolutely. And of course, if anybody wants to call in and ask your own questions, the call-in number is 877-480-4120 or comment on the Facebook live stream. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. 
and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. Hello, this is Bruce Chamloff, host of the Web Design and Technology Coach. Join me and my guests every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. as we discuss the latest in web design, social media marketing, search engine optimization, and technology. We also discuss popular topics including WordPress, making money online, better Google rankings, and more. Every month, we also feature the best unsigned music from around the world right here on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're talking with Charlie Harari, author of Unlocking Greatness, if you guys can see this on the Facebook live stream, The Unexpected Journey from the Life You Have to the Life You Want. Um, and uh, just a quick uh, shout out to uh, our peeps on the Facebook live stream. Lucinda, thank you so much for sharing the video. Mark, yes, dear old friend from, from high school, from Bronx Science. This is Charlie Harari. He says, ah, he's amazing. Great motivational speaker. Thank you. And my friend Todd, thank you for the Facebook live stream. Appreciate you guys that, are all great. Um, okay, so our brains are are soft and plastic and malleable and and our thoughts and our focus can help to shape how we feel how we do things you're in your realty company things are blowing up one day how do you apply this to the day-to-day world so that's a great question and one thing that i the next step so to speak is that once you get how your brain works the question is where do you want to take it right and that's really the game right. and most people say okay if my brain works then how do i get more stuff and this is really everyone gets tripped up now yeah because people think that i'm going to feel something when i either hit a certain level of competence mm-hmm. right mastery people mm-hmm. think i'm good mm-hmm. or people are going to look at me and give me attention mm-hmm. what 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 really moves humanity in many cases is either feeling like you're the best or everyone looking at you and saying, wow, that's great, right? right? Or some kind of reward. Reward, something. And this is how we grew up, right? We grew up in our societies. They give us little symbols of success, right? Grades, trophies, letters after our name, and we look for those. And if you go your whole life and use your brain just to get more stuff, you'll get stuff and you'll be unsatisfied. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, if you don't realize that you got this intangible thing inside you and you you have to nourish that. Yes. This is only here to help you get to this, yes, right? It's helping you get inside. Yeah. And if you can't get inside, what's the point of having it? Right. Inside is a choice that you make every day. When you pursue significance, which everybody wants, mm-hmm. do you pursue it by taking or by serving? Mm-hmm. When you come into a room, are you trying to get from somebody right. or are you trying to give to somebody? Right. When you live in a world, they tell you, get, 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 get. You're like, oh, no, if I get stuff, then I'll have stuff. It's exactly right. the story you told over the, the, the woman in India. Am yes. I trying to get something or am right. I trying to just see somebody for who they are? And I realize, right. wait a second, it's not the stuff, right? right. It's, it's not, not the, stuff. the stuff. The stuff is merely an excuse. Exactly. Stuff is only there to help you give more, right. to help you serve better. Right. Am I connecting to you so that you look at me and give me attention? 
Or am I connecting to you because my connection to you is for you because I have something to add to to your life. Mm. Wherever you are in life, if you start to shift what you do from the place of taking to giving, you start to tap into your soul. And when you start to live in that space, you align your mind and your soul your life starts to change right? because you can't control the world if right. you're taking from it. Ah, and, and it's not, and it doesn't necessarily happen overnight. It's, and you don't have to beat yourself up because it takes, you know, a few weeks, a few months, a few years. I mean, look how long it took us to get to where we are right now. It takes a little while to get there. Right. And, and we're so programmed to be focused on like achievement and goals that we forget that it's actually about being joyful on the journey along the way. I've talked about this many times on the show that instead of focusing so much on the goals, why don't we focus on living life joyfully on the journey? Because that's where we spend most of our time. The accomplishments comes, we get the gold watch. Great. It's fun for 15 seconds. And then it's like, okay, what's next? And we're never really present to what's going on right here, right now. Right. In fact, that's why in the book, the subtitle is the unexpected journey. And in fact, the last story, the way I opened the final chapter is I tell a story about my family. I took my family down to North Carolina once and we planned a whole trip for them. We were going to stop here, stop here, uh-huh. restaurants, this, uh-huh. that. And we, we, and we end up in a hotel. But it was right. a whole road trip for the family. Right. I turned the corner. No joke. And I'm sure everyone's got five-year-olds would agree with me. We turned the corner. Hey, Dad, we there yet? I'm like, <laughs> oh, no, this isn't happening. I'm uh, like, no, honey, classic. we're not there yet. Five minutes. Yeah. Now, I'm like, we're going to North Carolina. We live in Long Island. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Got a little, little bit longer. Of time. And I'm thinking to myself, that five-year-old, he, if unless he gets, this is a journey, mm. it's going to be painful the whole way to the hotel. Yeah. That's our life. Yeah. Right? They throw a carrot and go, hey, you want to really feel good? This is the office. This is the grade. This is the this. This is the that. This is the marriage. This is the stuff. Nice. And we go, okay, I want that stuff. Unless we realize that it's not about the stuff. It's about the journey. Right. Well, what's going to happen is we're going to get there. And realize that we got there by stepping over people along the way and not having it. Wow. Wow. Oh, great comment on the Facebook live stream. Lucinda says, I'm so glad we're creating a community choosing to pause for inspiration, then choose my inspired thoughts over autopilot programs generated long ago under suspected perceptions. My experience is that EFT supports an inspired life. Yes, EFT is a powerful tool. And yeah, it's, it's like taking that moment. We're, we are that five-year-old child. You know, are we there yet? Are we there yet? We're living in the future, right? Instead of living in the present of what's going on right now. Right, right. And this is something that we speak about in the book as well. Um, we live our lives and we sort of bought into the idea of multitasking, right? We yeah. live our lives and what happens is everywhere we are, we're in 100 places. You get into any room, and within 10 seconds, you have a conversation with somebody. Their eyes, they're thinking, you talk to them on the phone. They're like, yeah. what else can I do with the phone? Right. And we wonder like, why we're not more successful. And we think it's because of this or that or because when I was young. No, the reason why we're not more successful is because we're not anywhere ever. Right. We're not fully anywhere right. because we're so scared to miss it. And we don't realize that we're not missing anything. Yeah, you know where it is? Yeah, fear of missing out, right? FOMO. We have, everyone's got FOMO for nothing. Right, right. And, and, and by the way, with all the great that we have with the phones, mm-hmm. it only 
accelerates FOMO by like an ex, you know by a oh, million. Absolutely, because yeah. someone's doing something somewhere, right? right. And always, and, and, always, and they take the picture, and you're like, wow, they look amazing. They didn't realize that was like forty pictures that they took, and they picked yeah. the best one, right? <laughs> or like you know, you see, oh, my friend, one friend's, uh, oh, they're on a trip to Bali. Oh, this one's in Florida. This one's here. This one's there. Oh my God, everybody else is traveling but me, and they don't realize, yeah, that's probably like their one trip for the year. Exactly. Just like you have your one trip right. for the year. Right. It's just that everyone takes their trip at a different time. Right. I was once talking to someone. I'll never forget this. And that person was saying how like they had no control over their kids. I'm like, what are you talking about? And she shows me this picture of like this family on vacation and the kids are all sitting around. And I'm like, you think that was the first take? (laughs) That took a hundred takes and ice cream favors and, you know, punishments. It's a picture on Instagram. So what ends up happening is we live our lives and our brains are everywhere and our souls are constantly sitting in the corner being like, no, 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 no. Just, just nourish me, nourish me. How do you nourish me? Be here and think to yourself one thing. What can I do for you? Mm. And then the book, I have a story about my friend, Dave, who's, basically one of the reasons why I wrote the book, mm-hmm. who's perpetually unsatisfied. He's a banker from New York. He's got a great job, wonderful wife, good kids. And, you know, he's like, and I said to him, you know what? Do this one thing for me. And even as I say it, people are like, yeah. I'm like, do whenever you feel bad, whenever it is, do one random act of kindness. And he gives me the look like, oh, here we go. Like, that's going to help. Like, yeah. fine. So he calls me up one day. I'll never forget this. He says to me, I got into it with my boss. I come running down the street and I'm at the subway station. And I come to the station, I run down the stairs, and I look behind me, and there's a woman with a stroller and a baby. Everything's overflowing, and she's, like, lost, right? How's she getting on the stairs? And it's New York. Like, yeah. there's, like, buzzing. And I stop, and I walk up the stairs, and I grab the bottom of the carriage. And she gave me a look like, thank you so much. Mm. And he said to me, for the one minute it took to go from the bottom of the, to the top of the, from the top to the bottom of the stairs, he's like, I never felt that joyous that whole day. Uh, I'm like, welcome to living with your soul. You give and you start realizing, wait a second, this is what it's about. And we keep on counting chips and wondering when it's coming back and yada, yada, yada. It ain't coming back. It'll come back when it's supposed to come back. Right, right. It's all about shifting your mind, focusing on what's right, living Mm. with your soul and staying in the present. And when you do that, you unlock what's inside. Yeah. There's nothing. We live thinking that you want. If you want to be great, greatness is up there. You know where greatness is on the screen. You see that person yeah. with the gold medal. <laughs> you, you see the guy. You see the person with a thousand Facebook likes. Yeah. That's greatness, right? Yeah. We don't realize that greatness ain't becoming. Yeah, greatness is revealing. Yeah. We got it. Ooh, that's a good one. We revealing. got it. We just got to figure out how to get it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes it's counterintuitive. So, so this actually is all a very spiritual message, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's all spiritual. The, the, the body is only there as a vessel to the spiritual. Right. But when someone picks up books as unlocking greatness, you know, they thinking they're going to get strategy and they're going to get, you know, plant business plans and things like that. And then they read this and they get kind of this spiritual stuff. Do you get any pushback on that? Do you get some people who are like, oh, my God, what is this guy nuts? No, not at all. In fact, I oh, think great. that what, what ends up happening is and this is why I did it this way. For those that are looking for strategy, I have enough science and strategy in there mm-hmm. that they'll be like, okay, I got it. And if they mm-hmm. want to, and people have, by the way, mm-hmm. they read the book, they get to the brain part, they get to the spiritual part, they're like, nah, and they get to the, they get like, uh, and that's their choice, right? You okay. have enough, you have enough right. in there to pick and choose. Right. But my goal in writing this book was not mm-hmm. to have somebody accomplish and accumulate more stuff. Right. I didn't write a book to say, hey, let me help you win another rat race. Yeah. I'm trying to get people to realize that the brain and the body can be used better, but should be used for a greater purpose. Mm. And that greater purpose is in, is in to create a greater vessel for, for what's the intangible, because that's really what it's all about. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's, and it's interesting because I do hear this conversation coming up more and more that it seems like people, the, the consciousness of people in the world in general or in society in general are a little bit more open than in the past for, for hearing this kind of thing like, hey, th- th- it's more than just about us. Uh, you know, we have a show on the network. It's all about nonprofits. And one of the things that always amazes me is like once a year, there's this big report about how nonprofits are doing. And like there is like over a trillion dollars given to nonprofit causes, more than ever has been given before. And people are looking to give back and looking to help. And, and meanwhile, like some people think, oh, the world's worse than it's ever been. People are more greedy, more selfish. It's not that way, is it? No, it's not. And in fact, what's happening to us is that as we start to move away from survival, right? And as we start to live in a world of more abundance, you have a greater divide. You have some Mm. people saying, wow, there's this much abundance. Let me get hooked and get more abundance. And they live in the world of taking. Mm -hmm. Then you have people going, wait a second. I got a lot of stuff, right? The the good old days of if I would just have this, I'd be happier, gone. Now you can have a real moment and go, I got enough. Why am I not? And they start to pursue greater methods, better methods of spirituality. And it's starting from a societal perspective to give people the ability to say, I'm going to start looking inside and deeper because my material needs are met. And I can look over and say, those people who have everything, why, why do I keep on reading back the fact that they're in rehab? Like, what's going on over here? Right. Maybe there's a different path. And it's starting, and it's only going to develop as time goes on. Did you have this sort of spiritual side of you before you started doing all of this, and then this just helped you to, to um, confirm it? Or was the process of doing all this research and stuff help you to develop your spiritual side? What's funny is that I always grew up in faith, right? I always grew up in in a faith-based environment and I went to a school that, you know, was a religious school and I always had it. But when I had it growing up, I kind of felt like I had it, you know, sort of given to me. Uh, It was only until I got into the business world that I started to go back to it and say, wait a second, this stuff really matters. mm. It's funny how when I, when I, grew up out of it a little bit and I got into the business world that I realized right. how valuable my faith was uh, and my spirituality was because right. if you don't have that and you're out in the world, it's right. much easier to get lost. Yeah. And yeah. that's when I started looking back and going, wow, I'm happy I grew up that way. I'm happy I have this knowledge because it means something more to me. And that's when it started to all sort of come together. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. So it's kind of like, like you had that foundation. Um, but, you know, sometimes when you grow up in some, you don't really appreciate it because you're, you're so immersed with it to begin with. But then as you, you get outside of it and you get to a different environment, then slowly but surely you begin to realize, oh, you know what? That foundation is really important. I'm glad I have it. Exactly. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, time for us to take the last commercial break of the show. Ooh, more comments uh, on the Facebook live stream. Yep, Ta says, yep, the body is awesome vehicle. It is the ultimate technology. We're driving around in a vehicle that is so beyond technology. You can't out-tech the human body. It is the only vehicle that can choose, uh, that can house the mind, the heart, and the spirit at the same time. Pure awesome. <laughs> Thank Great you, one. Uh, totally true. Uh, welcome to uh, Stephen to the live stream. Okay, so we're going to go out for a break, and when we come back, we're going to find out who inspires Charlie. <laughs> so everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Ding, 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 ding,
Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you feeling unhappy with your body, shape, or size? Ever feel out of control with food? I'm Elizabeth from Nourish the Soul, and on this show, you will uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to having a healthy relationship to food and your body. Join us every Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We've been speaking this hour with Charlie Harari, author of the book, Unlocking Greatness. Here it is for all you uh, viewers on the Facebook live stream, the unexpected journey from the life you have to the life you want. So Charlie, who, I mean, you're very inspirational. You do public speaking, you wrote a book. Who do you look for for inspiration? Hmm. That's a great question. Hold on one second. I'm good. Oh, great question. Um, you know, I find it in two types of people. Uh-huh. I find it in the people that are searching for wisdom, those that are not sort of content, sort of taking whatever information they got, but searching deeper wisdom, spiritual wisdom. I find people that live that life very inspiring. I find I get a lot of inspiration for those that push past their limitations. Uh-huh. Whenever they have a limitation put on top of them, whether it's mental, emotional, physical, and the world says, this is where you are. No, live with it no. and they go uh no i'm gonna fight <laughs> and those people and, and from all types right yeah, yeah. from those that are raising people with limitations both those that have them themselves those that have to overcome challenges when you see somebody fight past what society deems is a challenge too great for you right. and become something that's the most inspiring thing to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminds me of a story I heard uh, uh, Tony Robbins talk about once, and I, f- I forget the gentleman's name, but he was, I think, a, a, a lawyer and a politician in the South, and he was like in a motorcycle accident. He had burns over eighty percent of his body, and then he was in a plane crash, and he like lost his legs. And uh, he was joking around in the hospital room with his friends, and he's like, "Oh, see that pretty nurse over there? Um, I'm going to have a date with her by the end of the week." And he did, and they ended up like marrying. And like he ran, I forget if it was for like mayor or governor or senator, but he ran on the campaign, not just another pretty face, because you know his face was all scarred from the motorcycle accident and stuff. And like this was a guy who just, you know, no matter what happened, he kept going and and he didn't see anything as too great a challenge 
to move forward. Yeah, and that's and that is available to everybody, right? And that's what we spoke right. about earlier about this idea of the journey, where if you're going to buy the set of rules that societies give you, which is if you're not here, then you're here. If you're not 16, you're like this. And it's only getting worse, by the way, because now yeah. you live in a world where like if you're not 22 and a billionaire, then your 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 startup won't make it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. as yeah. you live in a world, everyone wants to tell you the way it is. And the more you believe someone else's version of your story, the Mm. more you will limit yourself and block. And in the book, we speak about this idea called the schema. You will literally block your mind from actually seeing the opportunity, Mm. literally. Meaning, as you believe someone else's story for you, the opportunity can come right in front of you and your mind won't even digest it. Your mind won't process it. It won't see it. And the more you stay in that journey, the more you stay in that moment, the more you dig into yourself and realize that you got something and that your job in life is to give and to serve and to be happy along the way and be joyous, the more opportunities will come your way that you never thought possible and the greater you will become in your life. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's amazing how much we don't see. I know someone once told me like they did some study and like the brain can perceive something like 2 billion bits of information a second, but our consciousness only registers 2,000. It's, it's, yeah. it's like one one-thousandth of a percentage um, uh, so that these filters and these filters are created by all these stories that are made up, and it's all made up inside our head, aren't they? Right, and, and in fact, it's exactly a good point. We, that we have, I dedicated a whole chapter in the book to this concept called Schema right. by a man named Jean Piaget, and this oh, is done in philosophy from, oh, yeah, from yeah. Immanuel Kant. This idea is literally true. We walk around and there are billions of bit of stimuli around us and our right. brains can't process it. So what it does right. is it looks to what we know already. Right. It looks to our experience. Pattern and our matching. Bl- and it, exactly. And when your belief is I'm not going to have, your brain's like, oh, okay, that's good. I can work with that. Yeah. Let me show you why that's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you're like, how come someone else got it? And you're right. just like, it was in front of me too. <laughs> right? I'd say that to people all the time. Our brains are like a, the Google search engine. Whatever you put into it, you're going to find the answer back. So if you ask yourself the question of like, you know, why am I, you know, such a failure, it's going to come back and give you all the reasons why you're a failure. But if you give it a question like, like, how can this get any better? Then it's going to come up with, oh, this is how it can get better. And that's how it can get better. Exactly. And that, you know, whatever we feed our unconscious with, it's going to chug through and work on like Google and boom, it's going to shoot out all these possibilities. Exactly. And, and the key, and you're exactly right, is that if the goal of all of it is me, you'll never feel fully satisfied. Mm, it matter how exactly. high you get, exactly. you can climb to the highest mountain. If all right. you've done in your whole life is feed your own desires, right. if the goal of it is you, you can yeah. do so little and feel so much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh, <laughs> Mark asks if it's not too personal regarding inspiration, who's your Rebbe? <laughs> <laughs> Rabbi Weinberger. <laughs> Weinberger. Okay, there you go. Rabbi Weinberger. Okay, Mark. Um, what's your biggest challenge today? I think my biggest challenge is continuing continuing to think this way. It's mm. everyone's challenge. When you go, I know it in my head. I wrote about it. I researched right, it. I, right, right. It's living it. Right. right? And it's that's, getting it in your body. Exactly. And that's everyone's challenge, right? You get an idea, you think about it. It makes sense. You register it. You hear this program. I hope someone gets some information. They go, that makes sense. They go back in their days. Three hours later, they're like, uh, where, 
did I hear a program? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the idea of reinforcing and reinforcing and holding on. And to me, right. it all comes down to that fake it or make it a half hour. Right. right. If you feel something, just don't try to change your whole life. Right. Designate a half an hour, an hour, whatever it is of your day and say within this period of time, I'm living my ideal life. And we have actually have a whole a topic in here from a man named Daniel Goldman who speaks about that, where if you really want to tap into your inspiration, you got to live your ideal life. Right. So for one hour, for half an hour, 15 minutes, if you, unless you live it, it can, it can be here your whole life, right, but it right, doesn't right. matter. Right. You got to get it into your body. Yeah. I mean, as much as our brains are like amazing and super powerful mechanisms – it's only one part of us. We have a heart, we have a body, we have a soul, and using all of those four elements together. And I find actually working a lot with clients sometimes, it's easy for people to be all up in their heads. Exactly. It really is, especially in Western society. But getting them into their bodies, you know, here in this vehicle that we're driving around, that's the tough part, right. especially into our hearts. Yeah. And you were talking before about, you know, giving and yeah. that how it has to be something outside of ourselves. That's getting us back into our heart space because exactly. that's where the real magic happens. Yeah. And here's what, what everyone, and if you're out there, here's what's going to happen. You can't get it into your heart unless you pass a period where it is uncomfortable. Ah. Right? It makes sense, yeah, step yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you start doing it. And then you know what ends up happening? You give to your wife and then she doesn't give back. And you're right. like, forget the whole thing. <laughs> right? You give to your clients. Right, you're not getting right, any money. Right. You got to be a little bit uncomfortable. And right. I always say, I have this on my Twitter page, greatness is the product of deliberate discomfort. Oh. Right? You got to go through discomfort if you right. want to get over the other e side. Everything that you want is outside your comfort zone. Exactly. All right, Charlie, it's been wonderful having you. How can people find you, get a hold of you? What's your social media handles? What's your website? All that good stuff. Sure. It's my name, charlieharari.com, H A R A R Y. If you just Google that, you'll find it. Mm -hmm. The book is unlockinggreatnessbook.com, or if you go to Amazon, just type in unlocking greatness or my name, you'll find it. And then I've got a podcast. I got the whole deal. Where can they find your podcast? On iTunes and any other podcast server. It's unlocking Great. Same name of the book is the podcast. Okay. And we take every week, we take one little bit and we, we expound on it. So it really takes the book to the next level. Oh, wonderful. You do it every week. Every week. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for coming in Thanks studio today. Me. It's really great meeting it. you. Great to have you. I always love when I can get my guests in studio. It makes for such an excellent conversation. And thank you, all my tribe, for tuning in on the Facebook live stream and on talkradio.nyc. I really appreciate you so much. Uh, Denise uh, is Charlie Harari, H-A-R-A-R-Y. She likes you. Thank you, Denise. Um, and I also, uh, although we are ending this show, I am doing a special broadcast immediately afterwards. I am going to stop the Facebook live stream, and then we're going to restart it again, and we're going to be talking with the founder of the Awaken Fair. And as I said at the top of the show, please come out to the Awaken Fair this Sunday, April 22nd in Tarrytown. Uh, I will be speaking on uh, uh, how to use podcasting to build your brand and your business with my good friend Lydia Belton who is a PR specialist who will talk all about the PR side of things uh, I believe our talk is about 11.45 and uh, we'll be going for about an hour it'll be a lot of questions and answers as well the Waken Fair it's a great fair it's been around for years I hope you come out and join us Thank you all. I love you, my tribe. If there's anyone I missed on the Facebook live stream, I apologize. But please uh, stay with us on talkradio.nyc. And our regular show, of course, is always next week. But I'll be back in like three and a half minutes. So don't go anywhere. Thank you all. Thank you, Charlie.
You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hi, I am Dr. Tranquility of Dr. Tranquility PR, successfully meeting the media needs of the wellness community as an expert myself for major mainstream media, radio, TV, and print magazines. I now help you book interviews for broadcast radio, podcast, television, and uh, IPTV, as well as many, many magazines. Reach me, 212-920-1603. Are you feeling unhappy with your body, shape, or size? Ever feel out of control with food? I'm Elizabeth from Nourish the Soul, and on this show, you will uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to having a healthy relationship to food and your body. Join us every Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 